0: Hello, everyone. Zach here from the Carnival of Randomness on behalf of our sponsor, Upsitnik and Associates. In these unprecedented times, we reflect on our future, both in the next few weeks and months, but also the upcoming years and decades. And it's time to prepare for that future. Upsitnik and Associates has been contacted by many healthcare workers, as well as old and new clients, to prepare wills, powers of attorney, and advance directives, also called a living will. All of you need these documents, so don't say you don't have any assets to speak of, no children or other dependents. Regardless of the circumstances now, you will need a will for today and tomorrow. Al Upsetnik feels so strongly about having wills and other needed documents prepared that Upsetnik and Associates can prepare your will, power of attorney, and living will at no charge, you heard that correct, no charge until the end of 2020. No hidden fees or gimmicks. Al feels so strongly about planning for the future at this time that he is willing to assist you with your future. Trust Opsitnick & Associates, attorneys for 42 years, from the Supreme Court to Alaska and everywhere in between. You can find them online, OpsitnicksLaw.com, on Facebook, Opsitnick & Associates, or call them toll-free 1-866-391-3299 to prepare for your future. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Carnival of Randomness. With the NHL recently making an announcement about the end to the turmoil-ridden 2019-2020 season and the announcement of the 2014 playoff system that they're going to have coming up soon, my thoughts have begun to turn back to professional sports. Looking like things might be a little more positive and we might get some more sports in the future, my mind turned to football, which is my first love in professional sports. In addition to my first love of professional sports, my dear friend Rye, who you remember from the Horror Movie Podcast a couple weeks ago, is also a huge football fan. So I reached out to her so we could talk football, because her and I do enjoy talking football. So without further ado, say hello Rye, and welcome back to the show. Hello. Hello. So now what we were thinking, because we had the an article that you sent me about, what was it, nine or ten teams in the NFL that were possibly going to be a new dynasty team. So mm-hmm. so what I was thinking is we go through the NFL team by team and see who has a real shot. All right. All right, well let's just start. We'll just go division by division. We're going to go AFC East. Let's start with Buffalo. They were on that article, I believe, right?
1: I Think they might have a chance. I know it's Buffalo, and they're kind—they've kind of been a joke. But I mean, how much of that has been because of New England?
0: Well, there's that. You know, when you have to play, when you have to play New England twice every year, and especially, you know, Tom Brady, New England.
1: Well, exactly. You know, they—they they might have had some better records. I'm not saying they would have won. They wouldn't, but they'd probably have been less sock than they were.
0: Right, and that's. That's the thing. I think, what, they went to the playoffs last year, and it was their first year in 17 years or something going to the playoffs?
1: Yeah.
0: So, I mean, I like Buffalo. They did have that amazing run in the early 90s, you know that one? Yeah. Of the four consecutive Super Bowls, but they really haven't... God, that was rough. Yeah, but again, and everybody always gets on them, but I always say, they went to four Super Bowls in a row. No team has ever done that.
1: You know, out of the division that's, you know, left, I think they're the better team now.
0: Right. But, you
1: know, Jets are are going nowhere. Dolphins, I don't think they drafted that well.
0: No, and, well, since we mentioned the Dolphins, let's move to the Dolphins. Because they did have some late season success this past year.
1: Yeah, that amazing last game.
0: (laughs) Yeah, when... You know, Ryan Fitzpatrick basically gave a big middle finger to Tom Brady and said, Ha ha ha. Yes. Um, But no, but the problem is, remember early on in the year, what was it, week two, they dumped uh, Minka Fitzpatrick to Pittsburgh. Yeah. And it doesn't really look like they drafted anybody to replace him.
1: Probably not. Certainly not to his level. And I don't really know the guys they drafted, but... It seemed like for all the hype that they had about all their draft picks, the kind of consensus that I saw was kind of meh.
0: Yeah, they were. it was a mediocre draft at best, I think.
1: You know, they had this haul of draft picks. I mean, they got Tua, that was their thing, tank for Tua, but... Right. Peop- people aren't really excited about Tua anymore. Well,
0: and I think the problem is, and you and I discussed it right, I think, during the draft, was... I. Th- I think they actually have a good plan in place to let Tua sit out this year, basically red shirt this year. Yeah. They've got one year left on Fitzpatrick. He's mm-hmm. not a terrible quarterback. No. But he can come in, basically lead the team, pass on his, what, 15, 16 years of NFL knowledge to Tua. Yeah, exactly.
1: And, and
0: then you can let Tua heal from the, the hip injury. Mm-hmm. I think if they do it properly, it could work out in the long run for them.
1: Yeah, I think they'll come up and be better than they were.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, they can't be much worse, but...
1: Well, exactly. Um, But I don't really see them going anywhere particularly fast.
0: No, not yet. Uh, Patriots, I think it's probably assumed that the Patriot dynasty is over.
1: Yeah, what is your feeling on Stidham, or whatever his name is?
0: God, I don't even know. I mean... But the problem is, when you rely on a quarterback of that high caliber for so long, mm-hmm. you just don't think to plan ahead. And look look at what they did, you know? Brady comes in and demands they trade out, uh, not Alex Smith, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo.
1: Yeah, Jimmy G.
0: And so he wanted to go, and then he wanted to go to San Francisco? Uh, not yeah. a, Not a goddamn chance. <laughs> but it's been, what, 20 years... And the Patriots have never really faced anything that tough in competition because they have to deal with the Jets, the Dolphins, and the Bills.
1: Yeah.
0: But now it's going to be a little different. You know, you have no Tom Brady. You know, Gronkowski is, I don't know how long he's going to last in Tampa Bay. The answer is not very.
1: Yeah, he'll be good for five or six (coughs) games a year.
0: Well, exactly. And, you know, they just never planned ahead. They always relied on the fact that Tom Brady was going to keep coming back.
1: I think it, from the rumors that I've read, it sounds like Belichick was trying to plan ahead. That's why he pushed to draft Jimmy Garoppolo. And if he'd had his choice, he would have dumped Tom Brady a couple years ago.
0: Well, absolutely, because but, Belichick you know, Belichick is a smart coach. You cannot yeah, he, deny that he's a very good coach.
1: Yeah, he doesn't hold. He's got no sentimentality <clears throat> at all.
0: No, it because he treats football like it is. It's a business.
1: Yep. So he would have traded, uh, you know, Brady a couple years ago, but I think Brady went over his head to Robert Kraft.
0: Yeah, because Brady had, uh, I think, written into his contract later on, he had some semblance of roster control.
1: Yeah, so and, anyway, uh, Belichick was basically forced to trade Garoppolo away, and I think that's where the fallout really began.
0: Yeah, it was...
1: They're both they're both professionals, you know, they both denied it, they're being very politically correct <laughs> and professional, but... Right,
0: they're, they're, but the thing is, they're saying it without saying it.
1: Well, exactly. It seems pretty clear. Jimmy, you know, he's a really good quarterback, and it seemed weird that they would pick him up and then dump him if there was not some kind of issue there.
0: Right. It's not like he had any disciplinary issues. It's not like he was injured. He hadn't really played.
1: Yeah, like, why are you going to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo and keep... uh, I think Stidham's been on the roster for a while, and I think they've got a couple of even worse guys behind that.
0: Well, because at that time, uh, Brady didn't see them as a threat. He saw Jimmy Garoppolo as a threat, and if last year is any indication, um, Jimmy Garoppolo is... A pretty solid quarterback. He's not gangbusters by any means, but at the same time, yeah, you know, he ain't a slouch.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I think, yeah, you know, I mean, this is the whole hypothesis this year, right? Is it Belichick or is it Brady or was it the magic of both? I guess we'll see.
0: I think it was. It's probably going to be a mad the magic of both because you have a quarterback who relies more on his skill and his calling plays. Yeah. versus a coach who has a really good mind for the game but also knows when to step back and let him control it.
1: Exactly, so <laughs> I guess we'll see. You know, if Stidham does really well and the Patriots do really well, then, you know, I Pro- guess it was Belichick.
0: Yeah, it proves us wrong. Mm. All right, yeah. well, let's wrap up the AFC East with the Jets. They were, they're terrible.
1: They're the Jets. I'm sorry. They're not, they're like... That division's version of the Browns, they're just a punching bag.
0: Yeah, they don't even have their own stadium, for Christ's sake.
1: They're just not going anywhere. Not anytime
0: soon. They haven't gone anywhere since 1969.
1: Well, that's it. It's just, like, it's not even, almost not even funny how bad they are. Right. And how long they've been bad. Like, it's not just a weird spell of bad luck. They're just a bad team. Exactly. Badly run. It's
0: not like it was, you know if the Chiefs hit a two year skid, it wouldn't be like that. This has been decades of mediocrity.
1: Yeah, so that's clearly a problem with the office, which isn't you know, the and the owners, which isn't gonna change, so they're just gonna continue to be the Jets for probably decades to come.
0: I believe so. Alright.
1: So they so they give everybody else of that division two free wins a year.
0: Yeah, basically they just should just change the name of the New York by week. Basically. Right, well, let's shift gears into a division that actually has a couple decent teams. The AFC North. Yeah. Let's start with old Baltimore.
1: <laughs> Two good teams.
0: <clears throat> Baltimore is scary.
1: They are. They've come out of nowhere. They've drafted really well, not just this year, but the last year as well.
0: well Lamar Jackson. I mean, yeah. And you and I have discussed this in the past where people are trying to make comparisons between him and... You know, quarterbacks like Tom Brady or Drew Brees, and he's way too young to be starting to make those comparisons.
1: Yeah, because he's only actually played, what, this was his actual, I think was this is his first year?
0: I think this was his first year playing, but it might have been his second year in the league. Mm-hmm. But it's um, w- way too early because anybody can have a good one-off season.
1: Well, that said, I mean, you, we've seen guys come in and have a, you know, good first year. I mean, Tim Tebow did.
0: Yeah, exactly. You have guys that can come in, have a blow-up season, and then, you know, everybody's hyped on them, and, pfft, shit the bed.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I really, I mean, it's cool to see guys come in and do well, it's entertaining, but I don't read anything into it, unlike a lot of pundits who immediately, yeah, they start declaring them the next, you know, coming of Christ, oh, this guy's gonna be... You know, an amazing, like, you know, 12-win quarterback every year for the next 20 years.
0: Yeah, and I don't... After
1: one year, it's like...
0: Right, after one year, but they did have good success. But the thing is, another thing, um, the, his playing style, it doesn't make for longevity.
1: No, I mean, you know, they've been trying to get the whole running <laughs> quarterback thing going for a while, right? Michael Vick?
0: Well, yeah, even Michael Vick, go back before him, Cordell Stewart, um... <laughs> You know, he had a couple of really good years, but at the same time, you know, when you're running quarterback, it's a risk, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: Exactly, because
1: you come out from behind your line.
0: Right. Whereas, look at some of the pocket passers. You have your, you know, Ben Roethlisberger. He's been in since 2004. You know, Mm -hmm. Eli Manning just retired last year. Phillip Rivers, Drew Brees, Tom Brady. These guys are old, but they're still playing because they don't have to run and get hit as much.
1: Yeah, I think that's, you know, there seems to be this war between people who really want to see this, you know, this new exciting running play. And that's fine, but yeah, I don't think it's a, a, going to last any longer than it did, yeah, when they tried to push it, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. It shows up, it's cool for a couple of seasons, and then usually the coaches you know, clamp down on that. They don't want their quarterback running out and getting smashed all the time.
0: Right, and again, it's, it's, you know, and especially if they forget to, you know, slide and give up the body. Yeah. Because if they go head first, they're fair game.
1: Well, that's it. It's just, it's a really <clears throat> risky, you know, high risk, high reward way to play. But, you know, if you're risking your $30 million quarterback.
0: Yeah. Over. Most
1: coaches and most owners are not going to do that. They will start telling these players, stay in your pocket, let the offensive line protect you.
0: Right, you've got these, you know, five giant men whose job it is to protect you. You're They're getting yeah. paid a good amount of money to do it, let them do it.
1: Exactly, they can't do it if you go running off to the sidemen down the field, though.
0: Right, and you look at some of, like, the better linemen of more modern times, let's even go back to, you know, Joe Thomas, the guy for Cleveland that just retired recently. Yeah. Even for as great of an athlete as he was, he couldn't keep up with a Lamar Jackson
1: downfield. Yeah. He yeah. couldn't.
0: You, you can't.
1: No, I mean, that's just not their purpose. They're supposed to hold the line precisely to create that pocket. Exactly. You know, um, so, you know, I think he's, he's really entertaining Lamar, um, but I just think that soon enough Baltimore is going to want to protect him, and they'll probably tell him to <clears throat> knock it off.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, he was, it, I think it was just the youthful exuberance. He's really, and he, he is a fantastic athlete. You cannot yeah. deny that.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, but
0: if he's not careful and doesn't realize, hey, you know, my career has to last longer than five years.
1: Well, that's it. You know, what hap- he's on his rookie contract right now, so it's a little bit less of a financial risk, but I mean, once he... He finishes his rookie contract. Yeah, like I say, is Baltimore going to let him run and get, you know, get smashed in the head five or six times a game when they're paying him $30 million? Well, exactly. It just doesn't seem likely.
0: Uh, Oh, no, no. But they have
1: some other good players. Um, Obviously, the the sort of the big thing is, uh, will they pick up AB?
0: You know, part of me hopes they do just so we can watch them crumble.
1: (laughs) Lamar wants him to to come. He's been working out with him.
0: Yeah, I've been seeing that. Um, And they
1: have his uh, cousin, right? Marquise, I think his name is. Hollywood? I think so.
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: Um, So, of course, he wants him. He's, you know, pulling for him as well.
0: Well, we will see, I suppose. (laughs) But, uh, speaking of shitting the bed, the Cincinnati Bengals.
1: Oh, the Bungles.
0: (sighs) I feel bad for Joe Burrow. I I really do
1: Technically he hasn't signed with them yet
0: True, but he, he will
1: Yeah, I know
0: But it's just, you always feel bad for the first round draft pick Because, you know, they come out of college, they've got all this hype Tack on the fact that he won the Heisman
1: mm-hmm. You
0: know, you have tons of hype, tons of potential And you get drafted by the fucking Bengals
1: well, that's the ironic thing about being <clears> high up in the draft, right? You go to the worst teams.
0: Yeah. and The
1: most dysfunctional teams, and you're kind of expected to fix it.
0: Right, and a quarterback alone is not going to fix a broken franchise.
1: Nope.
0: Period. No, and
1: you know, but they always expect them to, especially the quarterback and of all positions. You know, you're just...
0: Yeah, because it's the, the field general, as it were.
1: Yeah, but it's like... Yeah, you can't fix the mistakes of the office.
0: No, unfortunately, you one dude in one season cannot make up for decades of incompetence.
1: So, you know, good luck to to Joe Burrow. I don't think he's going anywhere.
0: I not as long as he's part of Cincinnati. I feel bad, but that's the way yeah. the that's the way the ball bounces. Unfortunately,
1: because mm-hmm. I just. I don't think Cincinnati is going to fix things. I don't think they're going to build a team around him. I think it's just them doing what they've done. and
0: Yeah, and same shit. Same shit, different yeah. day.
1: You know, because you think of sort of teams that were in that position, but that fixed it, like the Colts, right, when they drafted Peyton Manning, and they were the first, or the first uh, draft, and so they were shit. They were terrible.
0: Right, and not long after that, Peyton turned it
1: around. Yeah, you know, he definitely did. A lot of it's obviously him, but they also, they built the team sort of around him. Like, they right. helped him, because Whereas I don't think Cincinnati's going to do that.
0: No, because, <clears throat> excuse me, Indianapolis came in with a plan. They were like, alright, yeah. we've got this potential stud quarterback. Turns out he was a stud quarterback. Mm. Um. And they made, yeah, exactly. They designed a team around him and what he could do. So they got good running backs, they got good linemen, they got good receivers, and said, all right, go for it, guys.
1: Yeah, you know, whereas <clears throat> there's just no evidence that Cincinnati cares or, you know, is willing to spend. That's been one of their issues, is they don't want to spend, right?
0: That's ugh, very, very true. They don't want to drop the money. And I to don't... get
1: the really good quality guys.
0: Yeah. They're it...
1: kind of the island of misfit toys, right? Like, they get all the, you know, temperamental yeah. players.
0: No, you know what they are? They're the Statue of Liberty. Bring me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to be free.
1: Yes, except they're often, you know, volatile.
0: Yeah, volatile.
1: Haunt, uh Pac-Man. Oh, God. You know, that kind of <coughs> player that most teams... Just wouldn't touch with a 10-foot pole.
0: Yeah, they're lining up to fucking get him.
1: Yeah, it's just, you know, open arms, and it doesn't work.
0: No. But I'm going to make a nice tie-in. Remember when I said one guy can't fix decades of incompetence?
1: Hmm, Browns, let's, are you going
0: to... Yeah, let's stay within Ohio and move up to Cleveland.
1: I was going to say, are you going to go for Baker?
0: No, God no. I mean, that. Uh, what the hell do you even say about Cleveland? Exactly, your silence speaks volumes. <laughs>
1: silence, silence, and chuckles. Yeah,
0: your silence speaks volumes. But what were we saying before we started this? Every year, this is the year we've got a new coach. We've got a new GM. What did that article say?
1: Yeah, the... it said they've got a
0: new a new GM, a new head coach, or no a comp yeah, a like... competent head coach, which Stefanski very well might be. I don't I don't know much about him.
1: A bright general manager, a qualified coach, a quarterback entering year three as a starter, and gobs of talent.
0: All right, well, let's let's address one thing. Where are their gobs of talent? Are they yeah. really going to say that Beckham mm. is gobs of talent?
1: Him, uh, uh Garrett.
0: I fucking hate Garrett.
1: Um, And then they had a couple of other guys that I can't remember, but...
0: Well, that should tell you all you need to know,
1: so... <laughs> well, that's it. It's
0: As easy it was, as it would be to pile on Cleveland for, you know, the next hour, I don't think they really need it because they're Cleveland, and that speaks for itself.
1: Well, that's kind of it. I mean, it's just some of the guys probably are talented, but it's they're, they'll be talented on other teams, right? Like... Exactly. We're talking about it. It's the sad reality of Cleveland. It doesn't really matter who they draft. They can draft really, uh, you know, draft or trade for guys that are actually legitimately good, but they don't utilize them.
0: Right. That's the thing. You can bring in somebody that's really good, but if you don't know how to use them, what the hell's the point?
1: Yeah. So they just they don't get nearly the best out of their players, and you know, and the players. They trade them really quickly as well. There's been several interesting articles about how fast they get rid of players, even the ones they draft.
0: Yeah. I mean, and they dra- go ahead, sorry. Uh,
1: they tend to draft high up, right, because they, they're terrible, so they tend to be quite high up in the draft.
0: <laughs> well, it, it was like I said to you before this, since 1990 they've had three winning seasons, so yeah, they tend to draft usually within the first ten.
1: So they're getting, you know, the best players out of college, and...
0: Right, they're yet, getting the best of the best, and yet they just can't seem to do anything to turn it around.
1: Well, they they never give these guys really a chance. They, some of, On average, it seems like the guys are gone within two or maybe three years. Some of them are gone within a season.
0: Yeah, and the most so they, of them barely make it out of their rookie contract.
1: Yeah, um, you know, which obviously is a stability issue, but I mean, it's a huge waste of just kind of everything right of draft picks you you draft high up you spend your first round and then if the guy isn't magic within a season he's gone to another team
0: yeah and sometimes you got to give a guy depending on the position especially you got to give a guy two or three seasons to really work itself in
1: well that's it I mean look at uh, <clears throat> Brett Carve or Peyton imagine if they dumped Peyton I mean he sucked his first year
0: or even um, look at the first couple seasons that Drew had when he was playing in San Diego.
1: Exactly, you know. So it's just they're kind of renowned for that as well. Which so they just waste their whole kind of draft because ninety nine percent of the guys will be gone within a couple of years.
0: Unfortunately, yes.
1: Um, it's kind of amazing that Baker's still there.
0: Uh, yeah, I, uh, that's all I can say about that one.
1: I think he'll be gone in another year or two. They'll, uh, they'll dump him. Yep,
0: yeah, probably. But nobody's going to want him, so they ain't going to get much for him.
1: No, but it doesn't really matter. He didn't magically save their dysfunctional team, so he'll be gone just like everybody else.
0: Not even the vaunted Bill Belichick could save that fucking franchise.
1: Nope. Shall we move on to the last yeah, team yeah. in the North?
0: Alright, let's move on to our team, the Steelers. <clears throat> And here, uh, here's the problem I have with calling them a dynasty. Mm. They're old. Yes. They got a lot of old players and a lot of guys that probably won't be on the team in 2021 just due to contracts.
1: Yeah, true.
0: Um. So that right there, by definition, I can't call them a dynasty. Am I looking for something positive out of them? Oh my god! After this past season, where everybody get injured all the time.
1: Yeah, it was well. Wow.
0: It it really was, but. With Ben back, um, with uh, who, who was the wide receiver they drafted? Claypool?
1: Yeah, Chase Claypool.
0: Um, I'm looking forward to him because for years I'd been saying the Steelers need to get a tall, over the top receiver like they had with Plaxico Burris back in the day. He was six foot five. Yeah. And I think Claypool's around six four. Mm-hmm. So. I've been saying that for years. They need That is the target that Ben needs. I mean, and don't yeah. get me wrong, they have decent receivers, but they're not giant, leaping, you know, ball magnets. They're just not.
1: No. Um, I think it'll definitely help. Uh, I mean, Juju had a rough year. There's pretty much no denying that between injuries and just not playing. Yeah, just, sort of up.
0: just between injuries and lackluster play, for lack of a better term
1: yeah he wasn't not having a b there to take some of the pressure off definitely hurt him
0: yeah, absolutely and he just wasn't ready for it yet
1: so I think uh having another uh receiver is going to help absolutely um but i mean
0: and and that's <laughs> a that's a thing let's hang on real quick mm. shift over to the colts with manning mm. because you had two high level guys. That took the pressure off each other You had Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne Yeah And even go back to the 70s and the Steelers You had John Stallworth and Lynn Swan You had these amazing receiver tandems Where both were just as good as the other So it didn't matter who you double covered The other one was getting open
1: Yeah well, I think that was so much of the Steelers' problem last year. I know they have a couple of other guys, but, I mean, it was pretty clear <laughs> to two teams that Juju was going to be the target the majority of time, so they just covered him.
0: Yeah, exactly. Throw two guys on him, and I mean, look what happened, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, you know, he's not good at beating that kind of coverage. He's, he's even struggled sort of one-on-one sometimes.
0: Yeah, so you need another dude, and I think Claypool has the possibility to be that to take some of the pressure off him and at the same time blow up himself
1: yeah I think he definitely does so I think that'll be good um yeah uh, I mean obviously it all depends on how Ben's throwing
0: right and if he can stay healthy for one more season yeah alright so (laughs) that finishes up north we're gonna head down to the AFC South let's start with Houston
1: There. They're an interesting team I, that
0: you know you know they they fall into that category of you don't really think about them too much because they're decent but they're not great they're in that
1: the gray area
0: yeah the gray area of like the you know the sixteen to twenty two draft pick you know good enough to not be shit but bad enough to not make the playoffs consistently,
1: yeah,
0: so we'll see i mean they i mean they have some talent on that team for sure.
1: Yeah, they definitely do.
0: For now, right? For now, because uh, you know, how many years did JJ have left on his contract?
1: Uh, I think only a one or two, or something,
0: <clears throat> uh, two years. And you don't think, given the opportunity, he would want to play in the NFL with both of his brothers?
1: It's resistance is futile. <clears throat> it will happen.
0: Well, because in the whole thing about the Watt family, they've never. Made any bones about or tried to hide the fact That they're very close Yeah You know Derek, JJ, and TJ are just insanely close
1: Yeah
0: Ah, typing Ah, loud
1: Sorry.
0: Ah, and the cat just ran up the stairs
1: <laughs> Oh, they missed their opportunity To uh, trade uh, A couple of rolls of toilet paper And some nachos to Bill O'Brien
0: Oh, Jesus Christ
1: He probably would have traded them
0: well, you know the True. It's like, hey, you want a per, you want a permani sandwich?
1: <laughs> no, you gotta give them the TP, the great toilet paper shortage.
0: Yeah, we'll give you we'll give you a case of toilet paper and two cheesesteaks for uh, yeah, you know, for for JJ, for, for JJ Watt. He'd be like, throw some mustard in there, you get a deal.
1: He probably would.
0: yeah all right, now let's move on to one <clears throat> that you and I are both very much looking forward to seeing this season is the Colts. Yeah. With their new quarterback, Philip the Old Man Rivers.
1: Yeah. I really want to see him go on a tear, because I I really feel that San Diego did him dirty.
0: Yeah, it was like that, uh, what was it, that Simpsons quote or Family Guy quote? It's like, so that's it? After 15 years? Just so long and good luck? I don't recall saying good luck.
1: That was pretty much it. And just... I don't know, just not really, it didn't really feel like they really tried to build a team for him.
0: They really didn't. I don't know what they were trying to do, but they had, what, 15 years to do something?
1: Especially on special teams, like, uh...
0: Oh, we watched that, that video on YouTube.
1: Yeah, that great chart party on the 2010 Chargers where, you know, the special teams would just absolutely destroy his progress and he'd be trotted out in the fourth quarter to make some of these insane comebacks like fifteen points. Yeah, and like, sometimes he'd do it or he'd almost do it.
0: It's like, okay, Phil, we have no timeouts, three minutes, we're down by fourteen. Get out there. What?
1: And he and Yeah he did and it. He,
0: he what yeah.
1: So it's just like that's depressing. And I feel like that happened a lot.
0: And here's the thing. He's entering a franchise that desperately was looking for something because of how bad they got screwed. And you know what? Everybody can see, me, 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 you know, Andrew Duck, hurt. Well, guess what? He had more than a week to figure out that he wasn't going to come back and play. That's all I'm saying.
1: Yeah. So I think they're, <laughs> you know, his chances are better with Indianapolis than they were with San Diego.
0: Yeah, and I feel he's going to come in with a chip on his shoulder because, he, you know, this might be his last season. Very well might be because yeah. he only signed the one-year deal with Indy. It could yeah, be it. And... This could be it for Phillip Rivers, you know.
1: It definitely could, you know, because if he, you know, if it doesn't go well, and especially if somehow it goes really badly. Yeah. Then I don't see them wanting to continue that sort of experiment. I think it's very much an experiment for them.
0: And another thing, another factor in that experiment, he's old.
1: Yeah, he is. You
0: know, you're looking 16, 17 year veteran
1: because mm-hmm, he was part of that 2004 class.
0: Right, and, you know, Eli retired last year after a very stellar career. Ben is wrapping up a very stellar career, and Phil, he's mm-hmm. also in the process of wrapping up a very stellar career.
1: Yeah, so it would be nice to see him go on some <clears throat> kind of tear.
0: I would love you know. it. I would love to see it. and
1: in... Just prove the naysayers wrong, because I know he's gotten a lot of flack. You know, when you're the quarterback and your team kind of sucks, it's kind of all put on you.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: You know, and especially, yeah, because he's part of the 2004 (laughs) class when you compare, you know, both of the other guys have two rings, and you don't have any, and you've never even been.
0: Right, exactly. But at the same time, you look at the fact that he has done some amazing things. And what did I say? He needs three touchdowns to get to 400, which would be the sixth player in NFL history to have 400 passing touchdowns.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's like you said—you don't stay as the franchise quarterback for twelve plus years, you know, if you're bad.
0: Exactly. So, but I—I want to close up on the Colts by saying, let's go Colts. I want to see it. Yeah. I'd like to exactly. see it.
1: Exactly.
0: All right, let's let's go way south. Let's go to Saxonville.
1: I was gonna say Saxonville.
0: Yep. You see the pattern that we're going? We're going division by division and alphabetical. All right.
1: I think everybody's pretty much concluded that Saxonville was a very strange one-off. <clears throat> that's not going to happen again.
0: No, it just can't because of the way their players are being stupid and the way they're dumping players.
1: Well, the Jags, I'm pretty sure they were the team that like, the NFL Players Association sent out an internal memo basically telling players don't sign with them.
0: Oh god, that's right, I remember that
1: because they're so sort of negligent about uh, player safety and just badly run, like, really unfair to the their players.
0: And that's all it is. And, you know, the career in the NFL is a finite thing to begin with. The last thing you mm-hmm. need to do is risk it like that for a mediocre team.
1: Exactly. So I don't see them going anywhere. I don't either. I mean, they're, they were the worst mm-hmm. in that division last year.
0: Yes, by far.
1: Um, and I... I see the Colts doing even better, so I think they're all going to leave them in the dust.
0: I agree. And speaking of that, Tennessee.
1: <laughs> the rebirth of Ryan Tannehill.
0: Hey, man, he did good last year.
1: Maybe that was <clears been> the same <throat> run.
0: It it was, let's just put it this way, it was something to behold.
1: I really thought that they might get all the way to the Super Bowl. Uh,
0: but, they didn't, but...
1: No, but I mean, they a lot of people predict that, you know, that experience and just, you know, they might go this year, maybe.
0: Well, and that's what I'm thinking, because they were mentioned in the article that mm-hmm. we read, and honestly, I can see them becoming a dynasty. They're not that old. Mm-hmm. They've got a lot of guys sewn up. They played well as a team last year. They really pulled it together at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Mike Vrabel's starting to prove himself as a head coach. Yeah. Um, I think I think for the next couple of years, Tennessee could be a viable playoff contender in pretty much every season.
1: Yeah, they were one game behind the Texans, but I can see them becoming the best in that division.
0: Very easily. I mean, I think right now it's going to be a three-way shoot-up between Houston, Indy, and Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Jacksonville don't have a chance. I'm sorry, they don't.
1: No. All right, next
0: one. All right, now we're heading west. Go west, young man, as it were. So mm-hmm. we're going to start with good old Denver.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <sighs> I don't know. I read some article where, who's their quarterback? The young kid?
1: Uh,
0: not sure. Uh, whoever he was that said he was impressing John Elway. Like, well. Oh, God, yeah. Uh,
1: to, be,
0: to be fair, you know, what's John Elway? Who is their
1: quarterback? Oh, Drew Locke?
0: Yeah, Drew Locke. And it's like, you know, to be fair, what's John Elway had to be impressed about for the past couple of years?
1: Yeah, no offense to (laughs) John Elway, but he seems to have been a much better quarterback than owner slash manager. He seems to get excited over guys that kind of end up being terrible.
0: Well, and the problem is when you move into the front office, you don't have as much power as you think you do. Hmm. You know, when he was on the field, you can make a change at the last second and nobody can say anything to you. Yeah. But when you're in the front office, you got to deal with the front office people.
1: I just constantly... He constantly pops up on lists, you know, kind of mocking him a little bit for getting excited over guys that ended up being busts.
0: Well, you know, everybody's done it at some point in their career, but it just seems like he has a worse luck with it than anybody else.
1: He does, you know. So... But, I don't know. I mean, they were the they were tied with the Raiders on that division last year. Yeah, in the nine, so not exactly great, but no. I mean, they haven't really gone anywhere since Peyton retired.
0: I was just going to say when that Peyton fellow left,
1: mm, but yes,
0: but in my opinion, now let us move to the true dynasty of the AFC, the Chiefs.
1: Mmm, good old Chiefs. Uh,
0: you know you saw what they did last year in the Super Bowl against San Francisco I think that could be a familiar sight is watching them playing yeah, on that I Sunday that in early fe- playing on that Sunday in early February and holding up that trophy
1: and I basically paid nil attention to the Chiefs I mean they're just they were kind of there but I, I like watching the reactions of the fans. I it's neat to see because they waited so long. Yep,
0: yeah, it was a long time. And on top of that, it was one of those I think last year was the first Super Bowl in a long time when I didn't I wouldn't have been angry whoever won. Hmm. You know, between the forty ers and the Chiefs. Yeah. You know, I have respect for both of the quarterbacks, I have respect for both of the coaches.
1: Yeah.
0: You yeah, know, but Kansas
1: I, City is waited 50 years like you can't be mad
0: no and you know and kyle shanahan's a good coach but it's the walrus mm-hmm. man
1: well exactly you know andy reeds worked so hard he's waited so long
0: and he got what he deserved i think yeah um,
1: <clears throat> so that was that was really exciting and and if they go back again then you know good for them like
0: yeah because you know. all those years that the chiefs were dealing with them. Um, we're under Marty Schottenheimer, great coach who just had miserable luck in the playoffs. Yeah. And, so. let the, you know, well, we'll see what happens. I would love, you know, I don't doubt that they're going to be one of the dominant forces, if not the dominant force in the AFC for the next several years.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Period. That's, you know, what are you going to say? They're too powerful. As well, long as they can afford Patrick Mahomes, they're good.
1: Exactly. All right. On to uh, Chucky. Yeah,
0: the Raiders. I will say that uh, I will say this about the Raiders: hmm. they have a nice looking stadium
1: that they're now might have to share.
0: Yeah, with the fucking Chargers. But we're gonna get to them in a minute.
1: I have a soft spot for the Raiders because I like their whole sort of ethos, right? The the black oh. hole, the cost. I think it's. It's the fun part of football, right? Like the crazy part. You know,
0: it's the Jerry Springer of football.
1: It is, and I know that as like as a football team, they have not been great, but I mean, that... they at least stand out. There's so many teams that you forget that they even exist for years at a time. Well, true. Um, you know, the Raiders kind of stand out because they fully embrace their whole Raidery thing.
0: Yeah, they they definitely run with the Raider Nation and Raider Dave.
1: You know, and it seems like a lot of teams have sort of tried to to get a fan sort of club thing going like that and it never quite just has that same level of excitement. No. Like the Bills Mafia or whatever they call it. Sorry Bills. Yeah, no.
0: It's, the Raider Nation is something special. It is.
1: So I I like that um <laughs> Far... I do think that it was insane to sign Gruden to a $100 million contract. For but... t-
0: for 10 years.
1: Yeah, 10 years, $100 million with a no-trade clause because they traded him last time.
0: Yeah, like a vault.
1: That's a long time to be stuck with a coach.
0: <laughs> That's a very long time. So, we will see uh, if luck is on the side of the Vegas Raiders.
1: I mean... <clears throat> they're not certainly not going to beat the chiefs but they might at least break even i guess that's a goal they were 7 to 9
0: yeah, if they can go 8 and 8 9 and 7 i consider that a win for them
1: it would certainly be better than the last few years
0: all right well let's put a bow on the afc what about the chargers
1: they're not going anywhere they were barely passable even when they had phil and now they've got this justin herbert kid who I mean, the articles are saying they're trying to get him ready with, you know, without being able to practice.
0: Oh, yeah, the virtual training.
1: Yeah, you uh, know, it's. I don't think it's going to go well. A lot of people had questions about him even before, like, without this issue.
0: Right. And. Um, but. And they're banking a lot on him.
1: Well, that's it. I mean, they gave up Phil yeah. to get this kid.
0: And. They have, and he's
1: going to have to play day one, right? Because they have no one to really mentor well, him.
0: Exactly. He's going to have to come in right at the start of the season and expect it to be great.
1: Which I think is even harder.
0: I I mean, that's you come in as the first round draft pick, you already have this insane amount of pressure put on you. But then when you're expected to play immediately and ch- turn the franchise around...
1: Yeah, just throw into the wolves, you know, yeah. in that division... I just, I don't think it's going to work.
0: No, and you know what? All the all the power to him, all the luck to him, he's going to need it because he is definitely going to have a baptism by fire.
1: Yep. All right, onward.
0: Well, you know what we're going to do? We We spent about 40 minutes. We broke down the AFC, so we're going to put a pin in it for now. Come back next week and we'll talk NFC.
1: All right, sounds good.
0: Got anything you want to plug? Any final thoughts about AFC football? No, I think I'm good. No, that's it. Mm. All right. Well, go Phil. Yep, there you go. Go Phil. Go Colts, and let's go Steelers.
1: Nah. Well,
0: that's going to do it for this week here at the Carnival of Randomness. I'd like to thank Rye for joining us and lending her expertise and opinions on what the f- possible future of the AFC is going to be. Uh, she's going to stick around till next week. I know it's going to seem like a week for you guys, but for us it was a matter of about I don't know, 3 or 4 minutes. We're going to come back and we're going to do the NFC next week. Talk more about what's going to possibly happen. Everything is possibly because nothing is for sure anymore. But I wanted to close it out with talking about the book recommendation I gave a while back. Uh The Deadline Artists, uh the collection of America's newspaper headlines. I'm a little more than halfway done with it, and I have to say it's not really a book per se. But it is a bunch of different headlines and newspaper stories from America's past. Most of them I never really had a chance to read, although I do know the stories. So if you're into that kind of nostalgia thing, I do think it's something that you might want to check out. And again, the title is Deadline Artists, America's Greatest Newspaper Columns, edited by John Avalon, Jesse Angelo, and Errol Lewis. I'm going to finish it up, probably start a new book pretty soon, because... What the hell else is there to do? Uh, So stay safe, stay happy, stay listening. Hockey should be starting soon. Baseball, who the hell knows. Basketball, I don't know if they're going to finish their season or if they're going to adopt something like the NHL. Football, we're really hoping that we get an, an actual football season. But we'll see. So until next week, I am Zach. This has been the Carnival of Randomness. And we will see everybody next week. Take it easy.